Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Depending on where you're watching us from, good afternoon, good morning. I have with me my brother, my friend, I sent Aneke. And leadership talk with Adegoke, the 54th edition. And we're looking at leadership and product ideation. Leadership and product ideation. How are you today, my brother? Hey, thanks. Hi, I'm grateful for to be here. Thank you for having me. I want to appreciate you for the great work you are doing. Excellent work. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Now, tell us about yourself. Who is Isen? Okay, uh, I think uh, I've been here before, but uh, I'd like to introduce myself as somebody who helped others with the experience that I've had. Okay, and uh, one of the areas I am focusing right now, based on my own experience, is uh, how you know to ideate and launch a product for business people, for innovators, for product developers, okay, and uh, launch a, a product that the market cannot resist. Okay, so I'm, I'm one person that shares my experience, you know, so that people will not make the mistake, you know, that I made, and so that people can uh, have a faster journey uh, based on my experience, basically. Wow, awesome, awesome. Now, um, tell us, how did you get into leadership? I know you mentioned it before, but I just want to hear from you how you got into leadership. You've been on the show before, but I wanted to just yeah. share. Yeah. Okay, so how did I get to leadership? I, I, I've shared this uh, often uh, in, uh, I think, in this program before. I, I used to work for, for Shell, okay? Uh, maybe I should share a bit of my story for the benefit of the audience. I started off as a young person, young person okay, you know, trying to uh, make a difference, trying to be successful. I came from such a lowly background, and I've always wished, okay, to live a better life. And the only way that I knew how to live a better life, you know, based on people like I was, I was modeling is to get a good education and get a good paying job. All right? Okay, I never knew anything about money management. I never knew. All I knew was that you know, I need to get good education because for the people I model, I see that some of them have PhD, some of them have good jobs. Okay, so uh, I started, you know, that one thing I knew that I needed was good education. So I was pursuing one degree to the other and I was pursuing one job to the other. So I started my career with uh, Guinness Nigerian PLC. Okay, and every time I get, I mean, to, to, uh, to give viewers perspectives, when I got uh, started on my career, I got three jobs at the same time. I got with Zen Citizens Bank, I get, got with Diamond Bank, and I got with Guinness. And my only consideration for which of these three options to choose was money. Okay, so I went to Guinness. But every time I have a salary increase, okay, my expenses grow to meet my income. And the next thing I begin to do, 
okay, was to look for another high-paying job. So I moved from Guinness to uh, uh, FSD, the financial sector. I mean, to understand my, my situation, you know, as, as far back as 2000, if I had 600 thousand in my account, I was broke. But I didn't know what to do with money. So after a year plus in FSD, I moved to the oil sector. Okay, and uh, you know, so when I got to the oil sector, three months or two months, you know, in that job, I started writing another application. So my boss saw me, who i told about my career history, and he said, you have a problem with money. Okay, so that's why I started learning about money. But I got to a point in, in uh, Shell where I had to be motivated to go to work. This was a job, okay, that pays me millions of naira, but yet I had to be motivated to go to work. All right? But I, at the same time, I was volunteering in church, and the church, okay, wasn't paying me. But yet I find the job, you know, the church assignment fulfilling. So that's when I began to ask the question. This job is paying me millions of naira. The church uh, volunteer service is not paying me any money. So how come I prefer the work that is not paying me money, okay, to the work that is paying me millions of naira? And so that's why I got to find out that for the job that was paying me millions of naira, I was doing technology job. I was an IT person. Okay, but for the job that, you know, I was volunteering, I was giving fulfillment, I was helping people solve problems. It was about people. Okay, and that's how, you know, I found out that leadership was about, okay, working with people, okay, and helping people be the best they can be so that collectively, okay, you can do whatever purpose you want. So that's how I got, you know, attracted to leadership. You know, I found out that it was about people. Okay, and uh, what gave me fulfillment was about people, and that's why you know I, I got interested in leadership. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, an amazing gentleman. I see you all over the place. You know, uh, your TV show, your book, your just. Where do you get the energy from? You know, you have so much energy. Where, where is it coming from? Okay, so again, I mean that takes me back to okay why I had to leave uh, my paid employment to do this. Okay, like I said, you know, starting off, all I did was chasing money. All right, that's all I did, chasing money. So at the point in my life, okay, I discovered that I was working for the wrong reasons. Like I shared everywhere, universally, for over 15 years of my life, I worked for the wrong reasons, and that was money. Okay, so universally, I discovered that a lot of people, almost 90% of people work to survive. That's true. Okay, for, for survival, okay? Then fewer percentage of people also work, you know, after they overcome survival, they want to expand their life. But the commonality between these two is that it's selfish, it's about me, it's about the person. It's about, you know, survival, it's about having a better life. It's me, 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 me. But I discovered that people that find fulfillment in life, okay, work to serve others. So again, that brings it to leadership. So I knew that, okay, you know, life, work is about serving others. Okay, it's about helping people become what they want to be. So I mean, in terms of energy, I found out that, now I found out the reason I'm alive. Okay, the reason I'm alive is, okay, to help people become more, you know, and get more out of their life. So that's what gives me energy. That's what gives me motivation. Awesome, awesome, 
to celebrate you. I want to celebrate you. You, uh, you're very authentic. You're transparent. You, you are leading from the front, and you are inspiring people like us. You know, we're, we're so encouraged. Um, now, this product ideation. What product ideation about? Okay, so like I told you, everything I do, I do from my personal experience. Okay, so when I've been involved in a lot of businesses, okay, and one of the mistakes I want a lot of people listening to me to avoid is that most of us, okay, have worked in matured organization, what I call adult organization. I give you an example. I started my career with Guinness, okay, and as far as I'm concerned, probably Guinness existed before I was born. So I was working in a matured organization. I left there, okay, and I went to uh, the financial sector. The company I existed for years, okay, before I joined them, another matured organization. I left there, you know, to Guinea, to Shell, okay, a company that been existing for years, another adult and matured organization. So one of the mistakes that people make is that when they leave such organization and they want to start their own business, they want to give parts, okay, to an adult business. So a lot of people who are transiting don't understand that, okay, there's a formative, just like you conceive, okay, a baby, you give back to a baby, you know, you cause the baby to grow until the baby become an adult. You know, the same way, okay, it is, okay, to start a business. So the product needs to be ideated, you know, I mean, so basically that's big grammar. What it means is that how do you bring a product to the market that the market can exist? So it's about understanding that, you know, there's a process in starting a company from, you know, from ground zero to a mature business. So once you don't understand it, you know, the likelihood is that you will join, jump into trying to build a business, okay, that is as mature, okay, not trying to find out what this business is. Your, your network is a bit bad. I think his network is bad, but uh, I'm sure we'll be coming back in now. Um, we're, we're, we're on Leadership Talk with Adegoke. This is the 54th edition, and we're looking at leadership and product ideation. Leadership and product ideation. Um, Isent Aneke is my guest for tonight and um, he's been speaking from the perspective of, you know, not just starting a business, but, you know, ideation is very important. You know, you need to do a lot of research, put things together uh, before you, you go out there and you must be able to fill a gap. A lot of businesses just come out there because they feel that others are doing the business, you know, and uh, yeah, it's back. So they just want to also replicate what others are doing. You're, you're back, sir. Yeah, okay, sorry about that. I don't know what happened, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah okay. go I'm sure it's there. So I don't know where, where you got, you know, how, you know, where, where I saw, where you had last heard me. Yeah, I want you to face me. You are looking uh, to, yeah, face me, yeah. Okay, okay, yeah. Um, we're talking about product ideation. Yes. Um, in terms of how you, you know, you're able to carry out this and take your business out there to uh, those that really need the business. Because the challenge is that they start off and they don't really have markets. Can you speak to that? Yes. 
Can you still hear me? Yeah, I can hear you, but your, your camera is off. Okay. Uh, I don't yeah. know what happened. All right. Okay. I hope that uh, the camera comes off. Uh, you you yeah, pressed okay. the button. You said? I said you pressed the button. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. so can you repeat your question again, please? Sorry about that. I'm talking about product, you know, bringing yeah, your yeah. product to the market. How do you do yeah. that? And how okay, does so, it? So, you know, I mean, so that's the first thing. Like I said before, a lot of people who had worked in very mature organization want to give back to an adult organization. They want to build an organization that is mature. So you find out that people throw money at opportunities and all that. But when it comes to you know uh, launching a product or developing a product that the market cannot resist, you know, before I start the process, I want people to understand something. The first thing I want you know the viewers to understand is the fact that what we call business idea is not actually what business idea is all about. Okay, so the first thing is that when people notice a potential opportunity in the marketplace, they say they have a business idea, all right? Okay, so oftentimes they have a slight idea on how to solve the problem, all right? Yeah. So that's a potential opportunity, that's not a business idea, all right? So again, you know, for some people also, when they have product in the market, maybe, you know, you want to buy product and sell, you know, they say they have a business idea. Your product also is not your business idea. You know, I will explain, all right? Because there are other aspects of your product that com you know, comprises your value proposition. For example, okay, how does the customer want the product? How do they want the product delivered to them? That's part of your value proposition, okay? Even to go ahead, your value proposition, your complete value proposition to meet the needs of your customer is not also your business idea. So what is your business idea? Your business idea is actually how you create the product or the value, how you deliver it, and how you capture value from the market, which is what I call, okay, your business model. So for majority of people that say they are in business, you know, if you ask them about what their business model is, you know, they don't have a business model. They just know that they have a product that they want to sell to the marketplace. So let's go to the process of value uh, product ideation. So the first thing that I tell people, if you want to go into business, you want to launch a product in the market, is to identify the needs that exist in the marketplace. Okay, that's the first thing. Okay, it is called need identification. You need to understand, okay, what kind of job this people want to do? What, you know, benefit they want to get? You know, what pains are they going through? You need to understand the customer, all right? So the first thing you want to establish, because when you are starting, you are starting with an assumption, all right? Because you are assuming that the need exists. So the yeah. first thing you want to confirm is that, that the need actually exists, that the people you think that have the need actually have the need. But what I find out is that even for me, I made the same mistake. When I want to bring the product to the market, okay, what I do is that I assume, okay, that the market has that need, and I go out, out there, you know, to spend time, spend money, spend effort to bring the product to the market, only to get to the market and the customers will give me the feedback that they don't want it. 
So at that time, you are wasting time, you are wasting resources, you are wasting effort, and ultimately the customer says, you know, that's not what we want. Or that's, it might even be what they want, but that's not how they want it. All right? So the first thing is that you need to establish that, you know, there's a match between the need and the people that have the need. That's the first thing that you need to establish. So the first place to start is need identification. Okay, so once you identify that there's a need, all right, so the next question you need to find yourself is ask yourself is that do I have a solution to the need? And oftentimes, you know, when it comes to okay, getting a solution to the need, when it comes to product ideation, a lot of people assume solution. But I, there are different ways to meet that need. There are solution options. Are you following that? And there's a process to come up with the best solution. So oftentimes, many people jump into, once they identify there's a problem, problem they jump into the solution. All right? Yes, and, so, one is, okay. Yeah. You see, a lot of people feel the time of, you know, finding out. Sometimes, they're wasting too much time. Maybe like months or even almost a year trying to uh, find out the gap in the market. So why don't you just go out there as you go out, you make mistakes and you grow? Can you speak to that? Okay, so I mean, I did a video last week and uh, I was talking about what entrepreneurship is all about and what is the work of an entrepreneur. The number one work of an entrepreneur, okay, is to find opportunity, okay? The second work of an entrepreneur is to come up with hypothesis, all right? Because, you know, those opportunities are potential opportunities, they are assumptions. So you come up with hypothesis. The next thing you need to do is do, you know, tests, you know, short, uh, low cost, that gives you high information, okay, within a short period. So you don't need to spend the whole of your savings, the whole of your time, you know, trying to find out who the needs exist. They are short, small, small tests, low, you know, cost tests within a short period of time, so that you will know if this is actually what the customer wants. And you know, I mean, it's, for example, I give you a small example of a simple, simple test. There are different ways you can do a test. You can, you know, judge from a, a, a research that has been done in the past about the customer segment. Okay, you can go out there, okay, and interview, okay, four, five, six, ten customers. To find out if they have a need. You can do it as a you can do it as a team. Okay, you can go and sit with the customers to observe the customers. So if you observe the customers, okay, you can find out whether they have okay, you know, the needs or not. You can do short experiment that the customers are not even aware. For example, all right, some people just write a simple offer. You know, I have this product, it has these benefits, okay, I say bye. And connect. Okay, they say bye. And you just want to see whether then they will not spend 10 cobalt, okay, trying to right to do to, to, to produce the product. Okay, they just have an idea of the product. Okay, they write write a short offer and say this is what the product is, this is what it does, this is the benefit you get, this is the price to it, buy. Okay, and I mean that gives you short feedback. So if you begin to order that product, you know that there's a potential in that product. That's a short yeah. test. Okay, so you don't need to spend 
all your time. You don't need to spend all your resources. You know, low-cost tests within a short time that gives you a lot of information. And technology has made this very easy today. Awesome. Now, um, brilliant. If you're just joining us, this is Leadership Talk with Adigo K. Uh, and I'm, uh, my guest on this uh, podcast is... Uh, a good friend of mine, a John Maxwell certified coach, speaker, and trainer, um, Isent Aneke, and is also, you know, a business uh, incubator. Uh, is showing up massively uh, on on this platform, and it's just his book. What's the name of your book, sir? Start up to fortune. Start up to fortune. You know, he's just launched his book, and uh, his book is really uh, doing, you know, a lot of great things out there solving uh, challenges for businesses now i want to speak to this because i'm also an entrepreneur and uh, i know that um, when i started out i you know i first made mistakes you know i spent a lot of money creating products that i, I realized that nobody was buying but um, with hindsight now i think uh, you are you know putting in the perspective and it's the picture is much clearer because um, there's a tendency to want to just show up and um, get it going but the the challenge with that is if you have a product and no one is buying it can lead to frustration so i want you to speak to uh, startup businesses those who are just starting up what, what would you like to say to them okay so i mean that's what we're bringing this show you know their way all right so uh like i was telling you the uh the uh tax and responsibilities of an entrepreneur I say the first thing is that, you know, in their daily work, in their daily life, you know, they are looking for needs out there. Okay, I give you an example. I mean, a lot of people are complaining about, uh, you know, the role of uh, of uh, agents in house rentals in Nigeria, right? Okay, and I was reading which day was that a group of three guys, you know, who started with a startup idea, you know, that is called uh, Red Small Small. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Rent small, small. So what are they trying to do? They are trying to remove the headache of you know agents, where agents you know stand between you and the landlord. You don't get to see the landlord. Okay. All right. So that's the first. Thing. The first thing that you need to do is that you need to establish. You know, you need to you know develop the skills of how to identify business opportunities in the marketplace. Okay. If I I have you know a program that I do. Uh, I run it for free for a long time now. You know, I call it a uh, business ideas incubator. How, you know, to discover business ideas on demand, right? And, you know, the first time, uh, you know, I, I advertised in the program, they said it was fraud. fraud. But a lot of people came to whether it's true. So there's a science to identifying opportunities, you know, on the day to day basis, right? So I give you an example. You know, I tell people, don't look for opportunities, for example because they don't exist anywhere, all right? But if you want to find opportunity, what do you do? You look for problems, okay? <laughs> can I find problems every every second? Yes, I can find problems every second. So once I identify a problem, once I can find a solution to that problem, I have an opportunity, hmm. okay, all right? So are there problems? If I look right, left, and center, I will see problems everywhere. The only challenge is that if I have the capacity to find solution to that problem, 
but there are problems everywhere. So one of the best ways to find opportunities, business opportunities, is just look out for problems. It might be the problems you have yourself, okay? It might be the problems that people around you have. It might be the problems you notice that. So this is the simple way of finding opportunities in the marketplace. Find okay, now, now I want you to speak to this area of copyright. Copyright, yeah. you know, and patents for, you know, even a business, you know, start and how are you able to, to sort that area out so that people will not just uh, steal your idea and replicate it? Okay, so the first thing is that you need to find out if your idea is even patentable, if you can patent it. It's not all ideas, you know, that are, you know, you can patent. In fact, the truth of the matter is that one of the ways that you actually find opportunity is to copy. Okay, <laughs> yeah, you know, so if you find an idea that is doing well somewhere, all right, okay, and you can and it's, it's not anywhere in your geographical space, what do you do? Okay, you import it, all right? I tell people, you know, the Bible says, borrow vessels and add your own oil, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, copying is actually allowed, allowed, yeah, but you must bring your own uniqueness. Are, are you following that? And that's what that's where it comes to, you know, when identifying the needs, all right, because then. One, the first thing is that there is actually a need. But the second thing is that is there anybody addressing the need today? All right? What is the gap? Okay, so there's, you know, there's an address need in the marketplace. There's unaddressed need in the marketplace. All right? So for you to be able to create a need for yourself, okay, and that's why you must do the investigation to know that, yes, this need exists is the first step. The second step is that are, that, are those needs being addressed? Are they being addressed effectively? Because for you to have an innovation, you must find out, you know, the unaddressed need in the marketplace. The needs are not met right now. And that's what gives you an edge. And that's where you begin to talk about patent and copyright. All right? But if you play in a space where, you know, what they call the red ocean, very likely you're going to struggle. So you need to identify a need for yourself because if you don't do that, the only way you can compete is on pricing, you know. And when you are not Walmart, there is no way that you can compete effectively on pricing. So what I tell people is that find an unmet need or find what we call a latent need. A latent need is a need that the customer have in the marketplace, but they are not even aware that they have it. Wow. All right. Okay. And so those needs can be found by observation. So that's why it's important that in trying to identify, you know, a need, you either interview the customers or you go and observe them. So when you observe them, you can observe that there's something they are going to that even aware. Okay, and that's why Apple is a market leader. Apple uses technology and you know this kind of observation to bring a need that the customer does not even know that they have. All right. So once you get to that, so for you to have an innovation. There must be an unaddressed need that you're trying to, okay? So what I see in the market today is that this guy is doing well, okay? Let me go into that business. For example, you know, I have, you know, two people have two group I'm working with right now. They wanted to develop, okay, a, you know, uh, a FinTech app, okay? And they came to me and said, Look, you know, we want to develop this app, you know? And what we know that this is the market leader, we want to replicate what the market leader is doing. And I said that before you even finish developing the product, the market leader will have money. So what we need to do is to go to the market, 
and find out what the market believes that the market leader is not meeting right now. Okay, so that we can concentrate in it because people need to find a reason, okay, to leave the existing the existing service provider and move to you without a justifiable reason except price. And if you if you compete on price, all the other you know the the, the existing guys need to do is just drop their price and you're out of market. Well, you understand that. Amazing. You know. I just want to celebrate, if you just joined us, I've been with my friend, uh, I sent a naked we're looking at leadership and product creation. Um, I just have two more questions because you've done very well. Now, uh, this, you have a, um, a, you know, a product that you're pushing out into the market right now. Can you tell us about it quickly? Okay, so, I mean, so the product is, is in this respect, okay? So it's a product ideation for innovators either you know startups and uh, so what are we doing what is the process we help you identify what are the opportunities in the marketplace all right which is need identification what are the needs are not being met right now okay so once that is identified the next thing we do is we do what we call pro you know need decomposition all right so you need to bring that in all right why why you need to decompose the need because all right Every of those components of those needs has multiple solution options. All right? So you need to come up with the best solution. Yeah, so what, that's why I tell people that when they find an opportunity, it's not enough to say, I, I imagine a solution. Because there are hundreds of one solution, you know, that can solve that problem. The problem is that the question is which one is the best solution option. So once you do need decomposition, you can come up, okay, with a solution options, and at the end of the day, you have a prototype. Even a prototype is not your product. The prototype is for you to use to have to make more inquiry to go and find out from the customers if this is what you know. So that's the process. Then after that, okay, once you understand the need, the next thing you need to do is that you come up with a value proposition that meets those needs. So you need to find out that for every of those listings, there's a value proposition. Again, the value proposition I said that is, we are not even there yet. You need to come up with a business model. So how do I, what is the most effective way to create this value? All right? At the best cost. All right? So who, what is it, my, my key activity? You know, what is my key resources? Who are my key partners? And what kind of relationship do I have with them? Which of them is the best that has the ultimate cost? That's the first thing to create the value proposition. The next thing is that how do I you know deliver okay this value to the customers? What are my channels? What are the kind of customer relationship I have? Okay, all right. What are the channels am I using? Your sales channel, your distribution channel, okay. What how am I creating relationship with customers? How am I maintaining relationship with customers? That's the second part. More importantly, you can deliver, okay, you can create value, you can deliver it, but more importantly, you also need to capture value from the market, which is why you're in business, all right? So this is your business model, all right? And I tell people, it's not your product that disrupts the market. It's not your value proposition that disrupts the market. What disrupts the market is your business model. How you create value, how you deliver value, and how you capture value in the market. Until you have the best business model, you are not going to disrupt your market. I give you an example. Okay, Rolls Royce. 
Rolls-Royce is the best engine manufacturer in the world. In fact, they manufacture engine, okay, for, you know, for all the aircraft manufacturers. So almost all the aircraft we see carry Rolls-Royce engine. But, you know, Rolls-Royce could not survive as a producer and seller of engine. Okay? They had to treat their business model. Why? Because the aircraft manufacturer don't have the resources, okay, to buy Rolls-Royce engine at once. So Rolls-Royce has to come with a business model, even though they're a manufacturing company, okay? They came in with a rental service, okay, business model. So what they do is that they give their engine free of charge, okay, to the aircraft manufacturer. And as long as your aircraft begins to fly, every hour that your aircraft flies, what happens? You know, you pay rent house for the engine. You know, so this is what made Rolls Royce, you know, disrupt the market. And after that, what happened? They had a viable product, a business because the customers can now afford their engine, you know, with this business model. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm here. Okay, so that's 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 an example. Another example that I want us to just take two more questions, you know. Now concerning your, your book, can you just speak on your book you know, in a few minutes and, and uh yeah. Okay, so I, I mean with the problem I have I have seen, okay, I have had myself. You know, my book deals with just two aspects. The first one is the mindset of what business is all about. I call it the value thinker mindset. Okay, that's what the book is all about. What is the mindset of what business is all about? A lot of people struggle in business because they have the wrong mindset. Most people come into business because they want to make money. That is what business is. Not that know, that's not the goal of business. The goal of business is to bring value to the marketplace. Money is what you get in return. I give you an example. I, you know, I, I read a quote when I was reading, doing the book from uh, Oprah Winfrey. Oprah said, the reason I've been so financially successful is because my focus has never been wrong with money. Okay? And I was asked myself, you know, I didn't know of Oprah Network before, but I asked what does financial success mean to this woman? So I went to Google her network. As of 2019, when I was doing the book, Oprah net worth was 2.7 billion US dollars. And she said, the reason I've been so financially successful is because my focus has never been one minute money. And I started asking myself, what is business all about? So business is about finding the needs of the people meeting the needs of the people, and you get money in return. So that's the first aspect of the book. The second aspect of the book deals with the five-phase value thinker business building model. This is the model that shows you how do you start, how do you discover, you know, a business opportunity, which I think that is a primary, you know, job of an entrepreneur. How do you, you know, discover a business idea on demand as you go about your daily life you know, you see situations and you can recognize that this is a business idea. That's the first phase. The second phase is what we call the product ideation, which is the product development. How do you develop a product that the market cannot resist? All right? And this is where we talk about the concept of minimum viable product. 
so that you don't spend all your time, all your efforts, all your resources, you know, trying to create a product that the market does not want. So that's the start phase. It's about starting without all the money. All you need is the minimum viable product in terms of effort, in terms of money, in terms of resources, you know, to test the market and be sure that the market wants, you know, what you are trying to create. So after you have, you know, you have had a successful product development, the next phase is the build phase. This is where you begin to build the business. I did a video the last time I said, you don't need a business plan, okay, to start the business. Because at your start phase, you are doing product development. You don't have a business yet. It's only when you are sure that the product is what the market wants that you build a business around the products, right? But at the start phase, you don't need a business plan. But people go around trying to do a business plan when they are doing product development. Okay, your product is not your business, so a business plan will not work when you are the product development bridge. It's after you have developed your product, you are sure that the product is what people want, that's when you move to the next phase, which is the phase of building the business. That's where you can talk about, okay, the business, uh, business plan, uh, because now you are building the business. Okay, so that's the, the third phase. The fourth phase is when you systemize your business processes. Right? Because the whole idea is that you want to set up a business that work without you. Yeah. Right? I tell people when you have a business that you must always be there before it works, you have a job. So the goal is to build systems, okay, that people yeah. so what you're going to end up with is that systems are running your business and people are running you know, the system. Right? So you are not people dependent, you are system dependent. So once you have a prototype that's that's working. The next phase is to scale, which is, you know, so you can scale by duplicating. That's why you find out that companies like McDonald's, you know, the bank, so they have a prototype uh, branch, which they replicate. So once you have a prototype working, then you can replicate it, either through franchise or by your own efforts, or by bringing in investor, because now you have something that, that works. That's basically what the book is all about. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, we've really had a wonderful time with uh, Isent and Nikki, you know, looking at leadership and product ideation. And this is the backbone of any business. You know, if you can get it right at the ideation stage, you can be rest assured that the business will be on autopilot. And thank you for speaking to this very, very uh, important area of, of being business. Because even as a leader, leaders show up and sometimes they get frustrated because the products that they are pushing into the market and no one is picking it up and the service and look there's lack of patronage and um there's nothing as frustrating as setting up a business with millions of dollars you know and you know you're not really uh getting that um bottom line in terms of profit so thank you I, in closing i want you just to speak directly to the camera maybe someone anywhere listening to the replay or listening right now something that you need you you feel that somebody out there needs to hear go ahead sir. okay so i i think what i want to encourage everyone going to business is that you know you need a hand holding you need somebody you know to to guide you uh i cannot you know understate the role of the mentors and coaches have played in my life. The reason I'm sitting down here, you know, sitting here today talking to you is because I learned from the best in the world, all right? 
So I want to encourage you, you know, you don't need to reinvent the wheel. You don't need to, you know, to go out there and begin to try and figure it out yourself when you have people who know what to do, okay? I tell people, if I, lately, when you are not ready to pay for my knowledge, all right, I will not, I will not waste my time with you. You know, because one of my mentors told me that only people that pays pay attention. Wow. Okay? Wow. I give you an example. He has a mastermind that he paid $25,000, okay, for, for Anna. He says, anytime he brings his family people to be part of a mastermind, why other people that pay $25,000 are creating million-dollar businesses? His family people that attended the mastermind for free can't create anything. So he says, look, if you really want to help people, you know, help people that want to pay, because only people that pay is pay attention. So my message for that, if you want, you know, to run faster, okay, you need to pay for somebody to hold you in form of coaches, mentors, and you, you, you can, you know, I can assure you that, you know, your your, your results, you know, will be, will, will be obvious. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I've been uh, sharing the platform with uh, my friend and my brother, uh, a business incubator, leadership coach, and an entrepreneur emeritus, uh, I said, and Nikki. Um, I just want you to drop your uh, contacts. How can they reach you for those who are interested in reaching out to you? Okay, I mean, uh, I mean they can reach me on uh, Instagram. I'm on high, at High Center Neke. All right, that's it. You uh, can reach me on my uh, on Facebook, you know, High Center Neke. Uh, if you want to email me, email me, you can email me at uh, highcent.aneke at balokrado.com. So those are the areas you can reach me, all right? And you can also reach me through Goke. Once you reach Goke, you can also reach me. Thank you. Thank you so much. So it's been another session of Leadership Talk with Adi Goke, the 54th edition. Leadership and product ideation. It's been massive. It's been awesome. I want to thank those who have uh, tuned in and joined us on this platform. We want to appreciate you and uh, we trust that you have a wonderful, wonderful day. Ah, thank you. So, bye bye, thank everyone. Till next time. <laughs> it's been wonderful. Thank you. Yeah.